Pamela Portnoy. I'm Alexa Marie Anderson. And no one's okay. <laughs> Hello. Hi. We're back. We're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. We're back again. Movie night, movie night, movie night. Movie night. Movie night this week is very exciting for me because we just watched my favorite movie. The Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix. It is, you know, it's funny. We were just talking about this, but I'm going to reiterate. I just think it's such a hard question when people ask you what your favorite movie is, because there are so, so many. And it really depends on mood most of the time. But when people ask me that question and I don't want to take forever to answer, this is the one I usually say because it's just the easiest one to get into. And it's like widely respected and recognized as an incredible film. And I personally just never get sick of watching it. So yes, this is my favorite movie. Yeah, no, I would agree with what you just said too. I struggle with that question a lot because there's a lot of movies that I love so much. And for some reason, when people ask me, I just go to, I say stand by me all the time just because it has, it's a lot of nostalgia for me when I watch that movie and I love it. So it just, that's the easy one that I say, but I need to really think about that more whenever I answer that question because that's not always the case. Depends on mood, you're right. Nostalgia is such a big component to a lot of films that I consider favorites as well. Absolutely. Like, like Sabrina starring um, Harrison Ford and Julia Armand and Greg Kinnear. That's like one of my all time favorite movies because I must have seen that movie like a hundred times when I was a kid. Yeah, no. See, I feel like it's funny. I feel like I haven't like I almost need to do like a refresh into like adulthood favorite films because <laughs> I just keep thinking of ones that I like adored in my childhood. And so, I, yeah, it's a yeah, it's an interesting question. It's like a very it's a very deep question when people ask that and you don't realize how deep it is. Yeah. So I would say The, the Matrix is my favorite movie and it was made in 1999. I'll, I'll, let's get let's do the breakdown and then we'll get into it because I'm chomping at the bit here. Um, the Matrix made in 1999. According to IMDb, a computer hacker learns from mysterious rebels about the true nature of his reality and his role in the war against its controllers. The directors and writers are Lana and Lily Wachowski. Keanu Reeves plays Neo. Lawrence Fishburne plays Morpheus. Carrie Ann Moss plays Trinity. Hugo Weaving plays Agent Smith. Gloria Foster plays Oracle. Joe Pantoliano plays Cypher. Marcus Chong plays Tank. Julian Arhanga plays Apoc. Matt Doran plays Mouse. Belinda McClory, Switch. Anthony Ray Parker, Dozer. That's the crew. Woot, woot. I want to get your opinion on it because I basically said already like why I assigned it. You have never seen this movie. Tell me your thoughts. What were your first impressions? Okay, so number one first impression. This is kind of funny because actually before you press record this session, this is actually the first thought I had going into The Matrix, which is a dumb one, but it's funny and I'm going to share it. I was thinking, I was like, you know, I'm kind of into uh, Keanu Bald. Oh my god, he's so hot. <laughs> I was like, hmm, he looks good with no hair. I'm into that. <laughs> he looks super badass. He looks badass. Um, but no, uh, in all seriousness, I really enjoyed the film. It really made me think a lot yeah. about my just my general feelings on the whole thing and the matrix and the simulation of the world and like how I would feel like 
just even in the beginning of the movie when he has to choose he's handed the two pills the blue or the red one i'm like which one would i choose i don't know like would i want to go down the rabbit hole or wouldn't i i i was like kind of on the fence about it uh so it really made me think about things and the type of person i am and like i don't know is ignorance bliss you know like it I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of feel like for me in that situation, I might have gone with ignorance is bliss. I think I might have been like, I just think I don't want to know. Really? Yeah. In a weird way. That was my first. I mean, give me a couple seconds. But like my first gut reaction was like, maybe ignorance is bliss for a second i don't know in some things not everything because i'm a pretty passionate person and i like i i that's not typically my nature but in this case that might be my choice oh no what a controversial answer sorry <laughs> don't so apologize you don't apologize you are 100 entitled to your opinion i disagree i 100 red pill no. all day every day i know i know <laughs> i know you disagree which is why you love 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 this film so much i mean it, well let's be real if you love 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 this film you're you clearly are taking that red pill let's be honest if you you know what i mean and yeah, I'm tumbling down that rabbit hole. You're going down the rabbit hole, which is a little bit scary of a rabbit hole. Like when he like pops out of that like weird like out of the pod and he's reborn. And he has all of the the wires at like the yeah, it's a lot. It's a yeah. Lot. Very intense. Yeah. Yes. I was anything thinking, else? I was thinking I'd have a lot of PTSD from that. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, there are so many philosophies that are derived from that this movie uh uses in its construction that whole question that you just posed is totally related to plato's the cave you know like this man is in this cave he sees all the shadows on the wall and that he thinks that that's his reality but he actually like leaves the cave and sees what reality really is. And he sees the sun for this first time and his eyes hurt. And like, I mean, Neo, when he is reborn into like the real world, his eyes hurt. He's seeing reality for the first time and he is shooketh. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such a fascinating, it's, it's just the whole thing is so fascinating. And I just keep, I honestly, throughout the whole film, I just kept thinking like, if I were in his shoes, what would I be doing? Like, I think that was where my mindset was at. And I also just think it's, I think because I'm not judging your answer, but do you think that you're having that thought of you take the blue pill because now that you've seen how difficult the reality is, you wish that you wouldn't have seen it? Or do you think if you had no idea what the reality was, you would still take the pill? Because for me, the curiosity would overwhelm me and I would I would have to find out what it was and then deal with whatever feelings of regret. I might or might not have. It's it's tough because I'm a very curious person as well, but I also am someone that's pretty prone to like anxiety. So, and just to like relate off of that, there's like one of my favorite, this is like going down a rabbit hole in itself, but um, there's this one of my favorite musical theater songs uh, by Jerry Herman, um, I Don't Want to Know. And it's some of the lyrics I just remembering off of the top of my head. It's like, if music is no longer lovely, if laughter is no longer lilting, if lovers are no longer loving, then I don't want to know. And I've always really related to that song in that retrospect, because it's almost like sometimes knowing too much is almost unhealthy for my brain. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like I, it's so overwhelming. It's so this and that that's like, would I just be, if I'm blissfully unaware, would that be better? I think, I think that's interesting for me. I can totally understand that shit gets difficult. Reality is difficult learning things that are unpleasant. Um, I, I can see the appeal of wanting to live in that ignorance is bliss kind of world, but I think I would just want more for myself. I think I would just want, yeah, it would be really hard for my mental health, but I would want to work on it and try and be better. And yeah, I think I would rather know what's real instead of living in a dream. Yeah. No, I I mean, listen, I not to say that if like I saw the reality was an absolute shit show, maybe I would feel different, but yeah, it's a, it's, um, it's a tough one. Yeah. I feel like it could go, I mean, depending on it also, it's, it depends on everyone's specific situation too. It's like, if you take it out of the world of the matrix and what that really looks like and like, you know, in what time and where and what everything is, it, 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 your opinion could change. So I don't know. It just depends. So how did you feel about what Cypher did? <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, that, so that's kind of why I was saying what I was saying. Cause I, I was like, Oh, maybe that's not such a bad, I wasn't necessarily judging him. Okay. I sympathized with everything. I really sympathize with the feelings that he had, but I cannot get on board with his actions. Well, not all of his actions. Yes. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. But in, in terms of like, yeah, I I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Oh no. I totally like, I sympathized with the feeling of him wanting to go back because he made the decision and now he had all the information. Yeah. Right. And he's like, this isn't for me. I'm going back. Yeah. If you're going to own that, own that. But don't let what you right. want to do. Right. Right. No. Yeah. Kill people. <laughs> no, I agree. He I'm sucks. Talking. Right. No, no. He sucks. I'm saying, I thought we were talking specifically with the ignorance is bliss, like just that specific him wanting in him wanting to go back that's why i was saying like i wasn't judging him for those thoughts but no don't no. kill people. never kill people that's not good no that's not good but no i i do i do sympathize but i think it's different because he finally had all the information you know and he just made his decision based on all the information yeah wild what did you think of the films entertainment value the fight stuff like what were your impressions it's so interesting because this film was made in 99 and this was a very groundbreaking film as far as the special effects and the fighting and um the choreography yes i i want to know watching it over 20 years later uh what your what your impressions of it are it's funny because I didn't necessarily like watching it. I didn't necessarily think it felt out like dated at all, to be honest. It didn't feel that dated to me. It doesn't feel like a movie that's 20 years old. No, it absolutely doesn't. It definitely was like before it's time for sure. That whole sequence when he's on the roof and he's dodging bullets, they coined the special effects phrase to be bullet time. And it's that specific slow motion effect with the camera panning around. Um, It wasn't the first time it was actually used, but 
it was the first time that it was like really acknowledged and celebrated in a movie. And then every after The Matrix, like everyone wanted to do it. Like they were even doing it in commercials and stuff like that. So I remember when I was a kid and I watched this movie, I must have been like 10 years old. I remember when that moment happened, my jaw dropped. I was blown away by the effects of this film. What did you think? I I mean, obviously, because I'm watching it 20 years later. So <laughs> um, it didn't it wasn't the shock value wasn't as prominent because I've, you know, with the special effects that we have now. But it definitely look still looked incredibly cool. And I like I said, I didn't feel like I was watching an older movie at all. Like I, I was looking at it like, oh, this could have been made this year. And I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? It didn't feel, and obviously I'm sure, you know, looking at it from a technical respect, I'm sure people are like, oh, they could have done this. They could have done that. I'm sure there's things that can be updated, but from a, you know, a viewer that doesn't really know all too much about that, I didn't feel like it was, it was dated at all, which is very cool. Very cool. And like, should, they should be very proud of that. Oh, 100%. And the fighting, like Keanu Reeves and um, Carrie Ann Moss. I believe. Yeah, it was Carrie Ann Moss. She she and Keanu Reeves and I think Lawrence Fishburne and Hugo Weaving as well. They were in fight training for six months before this film started shooting and they did all kinds of training. And I was watching some of the videos last night of them um, in the warehouse. I think they were doing this in North Hollywood, just like watching their dedication to the craft it's like it's like watching actors like learn a dance i i fucking love seeing like the behind the scenes stuff of the the fighting stuff no it's definitely fascinating it's 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 such an art i also like wanted to like be that badass watching it i was like i I want to know how to do all of this stuff like yeah i don't know how a lot of like the like hanging on the wire like kind of yeah like it just is all very cool and fascinating and also kind of made me want to cut my hair but i'm not going to (laughs) yeah i was like i remember this movie was such a style inspiration for so many people like i i started like loving that like all leather look and i think that's probably very um it's definitely helped shape my style now because i wear so many leather jackets um but i remember so many like men in my family and men that i knew right around the time that this movie came out everyone bought neo's sunglasses it was like such a formative moment for everybody when it came to style and just philosophy and cinema all combined. Did you have any other impressions of the film? I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching it. It's funny, like sci-fi stuff typically isn't thing like isn't something I'm drawn to. It's I don't know if it's just cuz I there's no realism in it at all like I don't know I don't know what it is about it to be honest with you but I didn't feel that way there was a couple moments towards the end like when like the in the fight sequences when they just kept going and going and going where I was like I I got a little bit like distracted with other things but for the most part for the entire film I was really really focused and drawn in which is not typical for me with like a sci-fi film so I thought that that was very cool Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love every moment. This is a movie that I can't really watch distracted. 
I remember there were a couple things I was watching it last night and I had to get up and go to the other room on a couple occasions and I had to pause the movie and I remember when I would get up to go to the other room I would like just start punching the air and I was like so jazzed I was like yeah fuck yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was very apparent as to why you chose this film because like whenever I like think like I don't know like combat or fighting or like just like badass women in leather I feel like I was like oh that's Pam's vibe like I immediately think of you and this like just like tough like demeanor and just ready to take on the world so I definitely thank you why you picked this film for sure it had you written all over it. Thank you. That's a big compliment. Yeah. I was thinking about you when I was watching it last night because I was trying to see it through your eyes because this is probably like the thousandth time I've seen it. Um, but I I was thinking about you during the opening when Trinity is up in the building and agents have her surrounded. But it's like cops that haven't yet turned into agents and the cops are talking to the agents and they're like, I think we can handle one little girl. I thought of you. I'm like, Alexa's going to fucking love that line. I know th- the beginning was amazing. Like I and then she's like running on the walls, like dodging bullets. I was like, <gasps> like it was like dreams come true to see. Yeah. I mean, for us, like to see you. I mean, in like superhero films, you see men, you know, doing all these crazy feats all the time. So it's just really, really invigorating to see a woman. Doing oh, all of that stuff. It's just really cool. So badass. And she has so many moments. I mean, when she downloads the pilot program, she he's like, can you fly that helicopter? And she's like, not yet. And she just downloads it to go fly. So fucking badass. And what's the other moment? Oh, when he's like, I'm going in. I'm going back in the Matrix when he wants to go get Morpheus. And she's like, I'm going with you. And he's like, no, you're not. And she's like, I'm the ranking officer of this yep. ship. So if I'm not going, you're fucking not going. <laughs> Lays down the law. Like also that that was going to be my other justification of like, okay, yes, I said out like the ignorance is bliss thing, like blah, blah, blah. But I am a little jealous. I would be a little jealous of being able to just like download information into my brain. Like I need that. That was amazing. The one thing I never understood, and I probably should look into this, when he first starts training and he gets like his first download he gets like this rush i'm just wondering if it's like just so much information for his brain and that's the rush or if it's just learning being the rush i feel like it would be very satisfying i don't know because it looked like he was experiencing like something otherworldly just yeah for a rush of adrenaline well, I think it's really cool because it's like technically his body's at complete rest, right? And then they're downloading all of this info. I feel like it would be like a head rush almost. Like a like I don't know. I think it would be a good feeling. That's that was the like that's what I got out of it, but I don't know. I think you have a point. Like I think I think that that could be right. My guess, and probably some diehard Matrix fan will probably write in and correct us, but I just feel like he learned all these different martial arts and like one of these takes many, many, many years to learn, you know, and for him to learn it in literally like two seconds, I would imagine does a number on your, on your head. I I would think a head rush is probably the correct way to describe it. I also wonder if like, and this is all like, we don't know. We'll never, we might never know the answer to these questions, but I also like wonder if your body would feel tired 
at all. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if after learning all the information, it's like, say it's something physical, like the Kung Fu fighting or whatever. Like, I wonder if you would feel physical exhaustion in, you know, in your body. Like, I don't know. Like, I wonder if it's an all over feeling. I think that's such an interesting question. I, I really think that's an interesting question because I've, um, this is not the same thing at all, but I know you've done some like print modeling as well, but I remember there was every time I get a print job, I'll be like on set all day. And most of the time you just sit and then you get in front of the camera and you're not doing crazy movements. You're just posing. Right. But the mental effort of thinking about the angles, how to position your body, you're physically not moving your body all that much. But I remember anytime I do that, I come home and I need to sleep for like four hours. It's like it's, a, it's that adrenaline. I feel like that's constantly running. Yeah. All the mental energy that you put into it, it just exhausts you. I also feel like it could also be related to like a breakup. Like every time I have a breakup, I get sick. Like my whole body goes into meltdown just because of the emotional mental toll. And this is like probably TMI, but it's true. It's draining. Whatever drains on your brain can be translated to the body, which is the whole thing of um, them talking about how if you die in the matrix, you can die in real life. Or if you get hurt in the matrix, you get hurt in real life. Right. Like it's all connected. And what does he say? Oh, my gosh. He says a line about like the brain can't live without or the body can't live without the brain or something. The body cannot live without the mind. Yes, the body cannot live without the mind. And it's just so interesting because your mind has such, your meant. I mean, it, it just relates to mental health and how like, you know, if you're experiencing a lot of anxiety, like you might feel physically nauseous. Like it's all connected. Everything, everything is connected to everything. And just because something's mental doesn't mean it's not physical as well. And so I think, yeah, I think it's all, I think there's probably a very good chance he was physically exhausted. Totally. Yeah. That's why when um, uh, Tank comes in the first time he comes to train, he's like, good morning. Did you sleep? And he says, no. And he's like, you will tonight. I guarantee it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's like it's 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 mental and physical. It's it's all it's all intertwined. Yeah. I could go on about it. It's very fascinating. I want to get into the acting a little bit. Oh, OK. OK. Hugo Weaving's performance. We'll get into Keanu Reeves. Um Hugo Weaving's performance in this film was an incredibly formative part of my upbringing. Every little thing he did in this movie gave me the giggles. <laughs> I can see that. I can see it. Okay, yeah. So, like, when Neo is being interrogated by him at the top of the movie, and he's got Neo's file in front of him and he's slowly unwinding the rubber band in a circular motion. And then he opens the file. All the things that he says without talking. Whoa. Are you all right? She just got really excited. Her mic fell down. <laughs> I am doing great. What I was going to say is like his face, because I am so aware of people's faces when they act because I have like one of my biggest like problems for me is my eyebrows like to just like go everywhere you have dancy eyebrows I have dancy eyebrows and so and I'm working on it you know every you know every day every day everyone's got their (laughs) thing that they work on but his face like he emotes so much and his face just doesn't move like he's so it's incredible it's I was so fascinated with that I can't even tell you. I'm so happy you brought that up because I almost forgot. That interrogation scene between him and Keanu Reeves is so spectacular on 
both ends because very little is said like dialogue wise but there's a whole moment where he like unwinds the rubber band opens the file they look at each other Keanu looks at the file and he's like fuck in his head like he has all my shit in there <laughs> like all of my computer yeah. crimes are in this file and every like so much is said with before the dialogue even begins it's the tension, pretty spectacular the ten- yeah the tension that's built between the two and their body language is just it's like a master class in how to act while not speaking yes and i remember just that his cadence of, of speech he purposely talks so slowly it's reminiscent of alan rickman's performance in harry potter because it's, it's almost, just the speed it's almost entrancing Yes. The way he talks, like you're like, like I was like hanging on every word because I was, it was, it was so fascinating because he wasn't, he was doing so little, but also so much. I don't know. Like it just is nuts. It's so predatory. He's luring you. Yes, exactly. I remember watching him and you know, my family and I, we have so many inside jokes when it comes to the matrix. Like, well, if I come home, my parents will be like, Miss Anderson, welcome back. <laughs> like, and I, that's the other thing. That's your last name. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny, like hearing it over and over again. They're like, Mr. Anderson. I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, is my dad here? <laughs> Where's my dad? What's happening? Because, <laughs> yeah, there's so many inside jokes. Um, so, uh, Hugo Weaving's performance was so formative for me. Just because we just talk like him all the time in my house, at my family's house. But I remember right around this time, he was also working on um, the Lord of the Rings franchise. And I remember thinking, man, like, no wonder this guy is so fucking talented. Of course, he's in like two of the biggest franchises ever made. Yeah. I was just so blown away by him. Rightfully so, too. He's brilliant. What do you think of Keanu Reeves? I thought he was fabulous. I mean, how can you? Can you imagine anyone else in this role? No, I really can't. That's the funny thing. Like, he was so perfect for it. And just like, I don't know. There was a lot of like nuances too, like with like the way he played it. And I just really, you kind of fall in love with, I mean, obviously, like, how do you not fall in love with Keanu Reeves? But like oh his God. character, you definitely do you fall in love. you finally get my love? I get it. I, I like totally get it. Because he's so, there's something about him. He's so, he has this really calm demeanor. Yeah. At all times, even though so much is happening, he's really, really grounded, like super, super grounded. And that's something I really gravitate towards when I watch actors and like when I'm like wanting to steal things. I'm like, oh, that that thing I want, I'll take it and try to make it good as well. So I just like, I don't know, I really I really enjoyed how he was so grounded throughout the whole thing while going through all, all of these insane changes and you know, I don't know. He just was a really lovely, steady, strong and steady person throughout the film. Does that make sense? I don't know what I'm saying. 100%. 100%. His arc is probably one of my favorite character arcs in cinema. I mean, at the top of the film, when he's running from the agents and he doesn't really know what's going on yet, he keeps saying, what did I do? I'm nobody. I don't know. I don't know who am I? I'm nobody. The amount of times he says, I don't know. 
and I'm nobody. It's wild. And then at the end of the film, when he realizes who he is and what he's capable of, and he's literally flexing on his surroundings, (laughs) that kind of transformation is so epic to watch. And it's also just so it's so like he's so humble throughout the whole film, too. And I think it makes it that much more gratifying too to watch. And I don't know. He lovely, like lovely is the word. Like I just so lovely. I did like a deep dive on this just because I'm so passionate about this film. And I was looking up, um, I was doing a refresher on some of the philosophy stuff and the hum. It's so funny you bring up the him being humble thing, because that's actually a big part of the philosophy behind the film. It has to do with it's really showcased in his visit to the Oracle, right? Where she's like, do you think that you're the one? And he's like, I honestly don't know. And he was already like verging on the like, I'm probably not kind of mindset. She knew that he was the one the second he said that. Because this is actually like it stems from Socrates, apparently. I'm not a philosopher, but I did a little bit of looking into it. it stems from like um, Socrates' writings on um, the visit to the Oracle of Delphi. In that piece, they talk about knowing thyself and how the one thing that you know for sure is that you don't know anything. And so when he said, I don't know, that's when she knew. Mm-hmm. But she still gave him like the info so he could figure it out for himself, you know? Well, it's just so interesting. And we because we talk about it all the time. We're like the smartest people are the people that say that like say they don't know everything. Yeah. And it's so true because it's, you know, part of it's, you know, self-awareness too. like just knowing that not everyone knows everything is the truth. But yeah, it just reminds me of that as well. Totally. So that's I think I think it's really cool that you caught on to like him being so humble is like a key to his power. Absolutely. Absolutely is. Because I, I fucking love, 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 love that. Well, because he doesn't that. he doesn't show it off. You know, that's like the, the mystery, the secret of like he doesn't know, but he has it. And that may, almost makes him more dangerous, you know? Yeah. And then at the end, it's not like he had to try it's like you just if you know something you just are it's like she says i I fucking love the dialogue in that scene she's like being the one is like being in love no one can tell you you're in love you just know you just you just are yeah so he's not like trying to be the one he just is well it's just so funny because i think that's a theme throughout the whole film because even when he's fighting morpheus kung fu fight are they kung fu fighting when he's training Yes. Yeah. When he's, and he's uh, like, training with Morpheus. Yes. When he's like, and Morpheus keeps telling him, he's like, stop. I forget the exact line, but he's like, stop. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Yes. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Sorry. That was such a simple thing, but I couldn't. Don't be sorry. Line. I've literally seen this movie so many times. I could probably quote the whole thing too. I only watched it once. <laughs> Bear with me. Our audience knows that. This is why I recommended it. Because Um, it's so beautiful seeing it through your eyes for the first time, like 20 years after it was made. And I've seen this like so, so many times that I I just I love seeing you experience it fresh. This is like a beautiful experience for me. (laughs) No, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. I I mean, I can't believe I I mean, I probably never watched it because it just never like I said, with sci fi films, it's not something I'm usually drawn to. It's not your genre. It's not my genre. So if someone didn't force me to watch it, I wasn't probably going to see it. So. Here we are. You made me watch. But I, I enjoyed I it. I enjoyed it so much. So like, that's awesome. You opened my eyes to new, new things. 
I'm so happy you're, you feel that way. That makes me really happy. That was awesome. Anything else that stood out to you? I think we cover, I mean, I, I mean, for me, I'd probably have to see it again to like talk more about it, to be honest with you. But I feel like I covered just. Oh, I mean, this is one of those movies. I, I see something new every time I see it for sure. There's one thing I did want to discuss with you. The, um, you know, the scene where they load the jump program and he has to jump from one building to the other. Yes. Yes. And they're like, not, they keep, they're thinking like, I feel like they're all very hopeful. Sorry. Say what you're going to say before I say anything. Go ahead. The exploration of doubt and what is doubt? What is, what is let, like freeing your mind? What is letting go of your disbelief? What does that even look like? Because if you're thinking about, okay, I am going to just be bold and courageous and fuck it, that whole fuck it mentality. But there's that caveat of like, if I'm already thinking about letting it go, does that mean that I still have the doubt? Yeah, it's tricky. And I think it's funny. I was going to say something similar. I think it's that just like that knowing of like, it is, I will make it that I see what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know. But if you have that like humility that we were talking about earlier, don't you don't you think you would always have a little bit of doubt somewhere in the back of your head? I think when you're humble like that, I think because you obviously can be confident and humble. Right. So I think it's knowing that you are going to make it, but then realizing if you don't, that's okay. I don't know. Or realizing there's a possibility that you, you can't, I don't, that's actually an interesting question. It's interesting, you know, because I've never been faced with the um, task of hopping from one building to another, but I relate that scene to anytime I'm in an audition room because so many people throughout like acting journeys will tell you, you can't have a shred of doubt in your mind that you're, you know, the character, you shouldn't even be thinking about like the other things other than the scene. How, are you not letting go of all of your self-awareness almost seems like a Herculean task. I and I feel like there's going to be a little shred of the self-awareness always lurking in the back of your head. And I really relate to that scene. Agreed. And I think, and I'll tell you just from me, me personally, and we used to have this saying when I was in college, strong and wrong. And I think that's how I tackle those things where it's like, even I'd rather be so wrong or so right than nothing at all. So it's like, I don't like, I'm almost so confident that like in the wrong choice as I am in the right choice, because at least if I'm wrong, I did it full heartedly. I don't know if this is relating at all, but like, I just, I guess that's what I think in my head is like, I'm still confident even in the, even if my choice is wrong, I'm still going to be confident in it. Does that make sense? Like, I'm still happy with it because I'm like strong and wrong is better than mediocre. Sure. I think that's totally related to this 100%. I think it's that's where it gets more applicable to the acting stuff versus like the literal like jumping from building to building. What which I think is hilarious about that scene. One of the many things I find hilarious about that scene is that they're in a computer program, right? So like the second they realize he's not going to make the jump. It's not like they cut out and have him try again. They have him purposely make the entire long fall down to the bouncy road. Yep. I know he like falls into 
experiencing the depth of that failure (laughs) the whole way down it kind of made me think about whenever you have have you ever had like a dream when you're falling yes all the time oh my god how scary that is because when you like you actually like hit your bed you know what I mean like it just like it reminded me of of that your mind can play tricks on you yeah I don't know. I I think it's an interesting thing to think about. And I think it's a great, I think the movie in general just teaches us so many great lessons in life and makes you think about how to handle certain situations. And I I don't know. I just think it's a real, it's a real thinker of a movie. Like it really makes you think and it really makes you, it made me more self-aware. I'll say that of how my mind processes things. And yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Are you okay? (laughs) Am I okay? Yes. (sighs) I'm like highly emotional these days. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I don't know why I would be ashamed to admit it, but no, I'm definitely not. Um, With everything going on, it's a lot to take in. And I have really, most of the time I'm pretty okay because I've like fallen into kind of a nice rhythm, but, and I have a lot to do. But then something will catch me off guard and I get really emotional. And I think the lack of sleep isn't helping that necessarily. So, but for the most part, I'm okay. And I'm happy we got to talk about the matrix that like made my day. It's my favorite. And I literally can go the rap- down the rabbit hole literally with this film. It was really fun. I'm glad we did this one. I was like hesitant because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to. A, I was like, I feel like I'm going to disappoint Pam because like, what if I don't like it? Because I was nervous about the sci-fi. I was thinking about that before we logged in. I was like, oh my God, what if she didn't like it? But I feel like this is um, widely regarded as... I've, I've never talked to anyone that didn't like this movie. It's so entertaining and it's so thought-provoking. And even though it was 1999, I still think it holds up. Absolutely. Um, the special effects are still really good. And the actors are spectacular. It's just a really fun watch. So I, I did think, oh, what if she doesn't like it? But I was like, oh, no, she'll like it. I mean, typically it's pretty hard for me to like, I mean, not find anything good about a film. You know, you can usually draw something, something positive about it. But no, I was very pleasantly surprised and pleased with how much I enjoyed it, to be honest. Yay. I'm are not you a- okay? <laughs> what? I was going to say, I'm not a zombie. Um <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. Um, am I okay? I mean, no, I like, I'm definitely, um, I'm sure everyone is, you know, I feel like a lot of people are doing this too. Cause I see people on social media being like, I'm eating everything, but like, I am really eating everything. That's like, not bad. Honestly, honestly. What are you eating? <laughs> like you name it. I've eaten it. Like I <laughs> like <laughs> cake, cookies, M&M. I was even drinking. I'm, I never drink soda and I'm drinking like soda. Like, I don't know what's going on. No one's okay. I like last night I had pizza. I had a sandwich. I had cake at one point. I was eating M&Ms. Like I just am eating so much food. I mean, I, I, I get in my daily, you know, workout routine. So thank God today I, I tried to, uh, make something healthy-ish because I was like, oh, I should like drink a smoothie. I made a cinnamon roll smoothie. It was so good. I'm sorry. Yeah. How does that work? Okay. So I found it. I think you gave us the whipped coffee recipe. So let's hear the cinnamon roll smoothie. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So it is, I can even tell you the exact measurements probably because it's in my mind. 
It has a half of half a cup of rolled oats, mm-hmm. um, three fourths of a cup of plain Greek yogurt, mm-hmm. a cup of almond milk or coconut milk. I used coconut milk and it was completely fine. Uh, one whole banana. It's supposed to be frozen. Mine was not frozen, but I just put some crushed ice and it was fine. One half teaspoon of vanilla, one tablespoon of brown sugar. That's it. I mean, there's no kale in it, but that doesn't sound awfully unhealthy. No, it's not that. Un- I The thing was, I was like craving something like I wanted it to still be like tasty. I was I was mostly I saw the recipe on Pinterest and I was like, I'm going to try this out and see what it tastes like just as is. And then maybe I can add some like, you know what I was actually thinking, Pam, if oh, it has cinnamon in it. I forgot this forgot this part it has cinnamon in it. So it kind oh, of nice. Duh. Cinnamon roll. Yeah cinnamon um but i was thinking if you add peanut butter to it and some spinach it would it would taste like the um green nutty buddy from whole foods oh nice nice i'm sure you could also add like a little bit of cacao and maybe some avocado yeah like and it would make it creamier like chocolate for sure it's a good like base recipe and i feel like you could add like other things to it for sure i mean i might try it out nice i have a um a nutribullet um, that I got gifted when I moved and I still haven't opened it. And Mm -hmm. I need, I should probably order like a bunch of frozen fruits and things to make cool smoothies. Do it. We have a Nutribullet. My parents do obviously, because that's where I'm at right now. The only thing I say about the Nutribullet is that don't it has a hard time sometimes with frozen fruit that's just out of the the freezer so you have to like defrost it maybe just like a little bit so it's not like rock hard okay then you'll be good i used to have like a little one that i would make my collagen coffee in before i bought my frother um and i bought the frother because i just didn't want to do more dishes um but yeah no i i think i think it's time it's getting to that time where like of quarantine where I think I need to be making frozen margaritas. That sounds like a great plan. Are we going to, are we going to be doing that? I, yeah, I, we should have like a zoom frozen margarita party. I love that idea. That's, that's a brilliant plan. (laughs) I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) You were like frozen margarita and I was like squirrel. (laughs) <laughs> you popped up out of the ground. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, now we're better. We're better. <laughs> Thanks for chatting with me today. Thanks for chatting with me. That was this fun. This is probably one of our longer ones. Yeah. It was for sure. No, but I feel like it had to be. It had to be. There's too much to cover in this film. All right. Yeah. We hope you're all staying very happy, right. healthy, and safe. And we will be back next week with more movie nights. Movies. Thanks so much for listening. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, all the things. If for some reason you want to see more of us, you can follow us on Instagram at no one's okay. And a special thanks to Jordan Ross Weinhold, Sean Moore, Jason Crow, Claire Palmer, Jackson Palmer, Tiffany Hamoff, Shane Rings, James Liddell, and our podcast is recorded at Soundwork Studios. We can't wait to meet you.